This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host Corliss is a modern day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it, my name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled and deep inside I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. Today's episode is being brought to you by Prairie Laser Ink and Toner located in the beautiful community of Stonebridge in Saskatoon. Ink and toner is an everyday essential for both business and home use. Prairie Laser Ink and Toner carries the largest number of brand name and compatible ink toner products in Saskatchewan. They can supply all your printing products with next day delivery to your business or home office during COVID. As a business owner myself, I always appreciate such personable service, especially when it saves me time. Prairie Laser Ink and Toner Supply is a family owned and operated Saskatoon business. They put customer service first, guarantee quality products, and will match any competitor's price in Saskatchewan. Support local and contact them today at 306-668-0070 or visit their website at prairielaser.com for a free quote or to place your order. This is episode 012, No One Is Coming To Save You. Be the hero in your own life with Blaze Hunter. The Webster's Dictionary defines a hero as a person who is admired or idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. When most people hear that word, they think of someone who saves others, and when we're in chaos, pain, or uncertainty, we may find ourselves wishing for that person to show up and make things better. That may seem easiest for sure. But if someone else was responsible for our lives, we are left powerless waiting and hoping for it to get better. What if you could be the hero of your own story? Today's guest is an author, award-winning advocate, international speaker, fertility expert, and the founder of the heroin movement. Blaze tackles the realities and issues women face from body image and self-esteem to motherhood and infertility. She pushes back on the pressures of perfectionism and has made it her mission to inspire women to love themselves and breathe their passion by blazing their own trail. 
Blaze found her way out of the darkness and transformed her pain into purpose. Her quest is to help women unleash the power of vulnerability to become their own hero and birth their destiny. Welcome to the show, Blaze. I have been wanting to have you join us for a while now, and I'm really happy that it worked out to have you here with us today. I know this is a topic that you are very passionate about, so maybe you could tell us just a little bit more about you and why you want to empower women to be the hero in their own story. Thank you so much, Corliss. I am so excited to be on here with you today. Yeah, we've been trying to connect and here we are. And this is something I'm very passionate about because I am a fertility expert, but no, I don't help people get pregnant. This is a different type of expertise. I actually inspire women to birth confidence and self-worth, to birth their stories and business ideas, birth their dreams and goals, as well as help them discover peace amongst infertility. And a little backstory about me is that I hated myself my entire life. I never thought I was good enough. I sought approval from others. I let people take my power away and I never had a voice. And I attacked myself with my thoughts and my words every day. I was actually an emotional cutter and I didn't like the woman I had become. So I had this aha moment a few years ago when I had my daughter and I just had this moment where like, how am I gonna get her to know her worth and be a world changer and earth shaker? And it just dawned on me, well, her mama has to practice what she preaches. So right there, I just started empowering myself and stepping into the woman I wanted my daughter to model after and who I wanted to be. And we control our narrative. So now I empower other women with this story because we have the power to be the hero of our lives. That's a really inspiring story. And, you know, I'm thinking as you're speaking that all mothers want to influence their daughters to be strong and independent and to own who they are. But let's kind of pull it back just a little bit and get you to just talk a little bit more about one day you just all of a sudden started to see yourself that you needed to be the change you wanted to your daughter to see. Right. So what, what did that look like exactly? It was, uh, I was just sitting on, a, on my deck one morning having a cup of coffee and all of a sudden, you know, when you become a mother, um, you think differently and you have different thought processes and it just kind of came to me like, oh, you know, she's almost at the, you know, kindergarten stage here. How am I going to get her into school and not be bullied? How am I going to get her to love her body and not be 12 and pinching an inch in the mirror? And it was just like, crap, like I do that. How do I expect to train her to be different than me and be this really, you know, self-confident, driven woman that knows who she is and owns it when her biggest model in her life isn't doing that? And that just like, it was just such a driving force to me to change right there because if I didn't take some serious action and change how I was thinking and feeling about myself, my daughter was doomed to repeat me. Well, we are influencing all the time, right? And leadership really begins with ourselves, but also in our homes, like we're influencing our families. So you have this big moment where you realize your daughter's watching you and you don't want her to basically model what you're doing. So what did the shift look like? Like, what did you start doing? Uh, yeah, I just basically stopped looking at the outer beauty as the only definition of my worth. Like, why is that the measure of what your genes 
popped out, what your like genetics and what your skin looks like and how much you weigh. And like the scale isn't the measure of our worth of our beauty. So I had to peel back some layers and really redefine what beauty meant for me. And one of these was a, a challenge that was on Facebook. And I remember it was about five, six years ago when you were supposed to post five pictures of when you felt beautiful. And I picked like my wedding day and a time in my life where I had the six pack and I was doing Zumba four nights a week and I was owning it. And then it, I looked at that picture and I was like, wow, I had a six pack and I didn't even notice back then that I had a rocking body and I thought I was still fat. And it was just like that perception, like you don't even realize how beautiful you are. And it was a moment in my life where I was a completely emotional mess. I was going through a lot of things in my life. I wasn't handling it well. And yes, to everyone on Facebook, it was like this portrait of beauty. Like, wow, look at your abs. And they were all pointing to physical traits, but yet I was an emotional mess. And I'm like, I was ugly inside and I couldn't appreciate the beauty on the outside or the inside until I worked on the inner beauty first. So that's, I started taking steps after that of just seeing beauty through new eyes and redefining what it meant. Wow, you've said so much there. So I'm just processing here because what it sounds a lot like is that the shift really came from looking at who you were as an individual and giving more value to that than it was about, you know, what you look like on the outside. What kind of other steps did you take, you know, besides that or was that kind of it? No, another pinnacle moment was I was going through a lot of trauma. I was working through a rare disease and I went to um, someone to kind of help me work through the emotions. And I never really was a deep, you know, reflective person. And I went into this person's office and the first thing she said to me was like, oh, you have an autoimmune disease. Well, that's where your body physically attacks itself, right? And I said, yeah. And she's like, well, do you think there's a link with that and the fact that you hate yourself so much? And it just blew my mind that someone made that connection, that my thoughts, my words about beauty, about self-worth and like having purpose, I was always cutting myself emotionally and with my words. And now my body was taking those words and attacking itself. And so I just started to starve the disease by basically injecting love again and changing my perception about me. I didn't change my weight. I didn't change anything physically. I changed the lens and the filter I was looking at myself with and seeing beauty with new eyes and seeing my flaws as part of my beauty. I'm very grateful to that healthcare worker for sharing that with you because it sounds to me, and maybe this is a question for you, that the first step to becoming the hero of your own story is starts with self-love. Is that what you're saying happened? Absolutely. It was totally about changing and starving the toxic behaviors and thought patterns and changing the course and actually injecting that love because nothing can go forward unless you actually love yourself first unconditionally mm. Mm, that's beautiful and so very true at least in my own experience i would say that that is 100 percent the truth and I like how you said that you can starve it. So it's basically where you feed your attention and whatever you give focus to. Yeah, I, I put in my book, Heroine, um, the story of the tale of the two wolves. And I kind of make a good connection with that. And we both, we all have um, two wolves inside of us, basically. One 
full of love and mercy and compassion and the one with you know hatred and discord and competition and uh it's it's which one wins it's the one you feed the most and i never fed the love i never fed the harmony within myself i fed the discord in the war and i had to stop being a participant in the war and start participating in the connection the love and injecting that into my life and stop feeding the negativity yeah, there is just so much value in everything that you just shared there. So what would you say to the person who feels powerless right now because things that have happened that are out of their control? That it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay to have grief and grieve our lives that once were. I think that we're in a culture that focuses so much on pushing through the problem rather than seeing how the problem is making us feel and sensing that. And when we think, um, when we think about it, we think it's weak to admit that we're struggling. So we mask it up or we put armor up and rarely do you get raw vulnerability and honesty from people these days because feeling the mess is uncomfortable and showing people the mess it is then the jig is up we've shown them our flaw right but the first step to dealing with issues is feeling them and we don't just do away with our problems the point we have to learn is how to coexist with them and once we take the pulse on how we're feeling there's a release of that death grip of control and we do regain some control again oh i really like that keep going with this so when you talk about you know, really feeling it. So instead of just pushing through, and I know I have in so many times of my life because I consider myself a strong, independent woman, and I just expect myself to rise up and keep going and push through no matter what I'm feeling. Not really that I'm afraid to show the vulnerable side, but I just have this expectation of myself. And so many people counting on me, and I put that pressure on myself. So because of that, I just push through instead of really acknowledging the feelings. So just talk a little bit more about what you mean about, you know, just sitting in it and just feeling it. Yeah, I think that um, women are doers. And I think we get so used to solving the problem, getting the job done, pushing through, doing it. And then we're missing out on a key component there of feeling. And like I said, yeah, like we do so many things just to avoid feeling the pain. We avoid seeing the mess. So we quickly try and clean it all up. But those problems, those emotions are there for you to learn something. They're there for you to feel it. And if you're ignoring that and you're discarding it, you're actually not letting that problem work for you. There's a solve inside that problem. You just got to face it and feel it and allow it to work through you emotionally and physically. Let yourself cry. Let yourself scream. Don't deny that emotion because if you suspect, suppress it. It actually presents in other ways until you actually deal with that emotion. So I'm really trying to encourage women, it's okay to feel and really lean into that. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I think through, but just because we happen to be in the time of the pandemic and 
COVID, we've had the chance to kind of sit in what's going on and recognize what we're feeling instead of just hustling and bustling and going through it, right? I know I've had that experience myself. And what I'm finding a lot is that people are actually enjoying the authentic realness of like, we're all human and we all have these things that we're dealing with and we don't always have to push through and we can give ourselves permission to just let it be and just learn from it and feel it and recognize that it's going to bring value to us at some point in some form right absolutely and like like what you said like you know we don't have to put on this you know warrior cape that we have no problems and i'm a conqueror and i defeat all my problems no it's like how do i coexist with them how do i show my people my kids the people around me that it's okay to admit that there's a problem like yesterday bad day bad day for me and I like basically was emotional mess and I felt like I couldn't just okay chin up positive motivational quotes like let's let's just feel this for a while let me sit in this and I bawled ugly cried felt sorry for myself but my body needed that and it was such a release by the end of the night like this morning it's a brand new day and I feel lighter because I processed the emotion. I didn't just deny it and move forward and conquer it with a motivational quote. Like I actually felt it and we're not perfect. No one's perfect. Allow yourself to have an imperfection there. And someone once told me 80 is the new hundred. Allow yourself to rock it out 80% of the time. And that 20%, just allow it to be the flaw, allow it to be part of that journey and learn from it. Oh, I like that. And we must have had the same day yesterday, except I wasn't down yesterday. Yesterday was raw vulnerability. And it makes me smile just thinking about it because I had this very exciting moment with a radio interview yesterday. And through that interview, I recognized that, you know, there was going to be an opportunity for this podcast to reach many, many, many people. And I was very excited about it. But I did the interview in my pajamas early in the morning. I hadn't combed my hair. I hadn't washed my face. I was literally just present in a meditative kind of state to this interview. And then I was so excited that I decided to do a live. And when I looked at it afterwards, I'm like, I could not have looked any worse That was the worst I could have looked. I do this live video and it was the thing that people liked the most. And I recognize that it's okay to just be, we're all human. We don't all look beautiful all the time. We don't all feel beautiful all the time. And I love what you're saying about 80-20. It's like, just expect 80-20, it's okay. Exactly, and I love that you can share that and I can share that and you know what? Like people aren't looking for perfection. They're looking for real. And when you can show that side of yourself, it not only inspires yourself to lean into that, but it does inspire others. Oh, you mean she's showing that side? Maybe it's okay for me to show that side. And vulnerability meets together and that's beautiful. And that's humanity. And let's get back to that, that rawness, that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. True story. And yet in my world, I don't, I didn't really do it to, to show that side of me. I always feel like I'm raw and real and authentic. The difference is, is that right now it's like, I can't, um, I guess there's a, a distinction between 
what's going on with quarantine and COVID that I can't get my hair done, I can't get my nails done, I don't have my lashes, I don't have access to things that make me feel beautiful on the outside. And not that I need that, but somehow it's like I can't have it, so whatever, I'm just gonna let it all go. And it's released something in me that it's just like a whole nother level of authenticity, I guess. I love that. That's, yeah, that's a great thing. I think every woman is either figuring out what we need or don't need for beauty and finding other ways to feel beautiful and and playing with that and getting back to that kind of childlike attitude and just playing and dipping in and out of that and just allowing yourself to reflect in it. I, I love that. And each each experience and each thing that makes someone beautiful is different and unique for each woman. And I think we're seeing that now. We're kind of you know, looking beyond the looking glass, right? We're seeing people in different elements without all of these things that enhance our beauty. And it's just, I think it's even more beautiful. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. Hey everyone, are you missing motivation? Do you have a project you know you should do, but you can't seem to get inspired to do it? Are you missing that something that gives you energy to get up and add it in the morning? Or have you found yourself in a new space and are trying to figure out how to restart? Over the past 26 years as an entrepreneur, I have learned a powerful system that works for me to find my self-motivation to set and achieve my goals, and I want to share it with you. My new course is called Seven Steps to Self-Motivation and Success, and it's being offered right now for a massive discount. Go check it out at www.corliss.ca backslash shop backslash seven steps. That's the number seven. Here it is again, www.corliss.ca backslash S-H-O-P backslash seven S-T-E-P-S. You'll be so glad you did. So definitely there's a balance between, you know, being your authentic self and feeling things, but then there's also the balance of being the hero of your own story and, you know, moving forward and being the leader of your life. So I know you and I are very aligned on personal development and growth and that both parts of us are okay, but there's a continual improvement that we need to work towards. So maybe you could offer up to the audience, what are the basic steps to self-empowerment? Definitely self-reflection, taking all those masks off of yourself, asking real questions and giving yourself some honest answers. And you need to get to know who you are at the, co- at the core, your flaws and the strengths. Self-empowerment is really about self-love, like we had mentioned before. And you can't love something if you don't know it. So a few key steps are removing the masks, reflecting on who you are right now in this very moment and knowing and wanting to be who you are in the future and taking actual steps towards that and taking conscious you know effort to be the best versions of yourself because if we did just those three things wow that's taking massive control of our narrative that's the very definition of empowerment and that will unleash the hero within Mm, awesome. You really pulled that together nicely and I agree with all three things and how truly profoundly it would affect one's life when just by doing those three steps. So you've talked about changing the narrative. Do you believe it's possible for someone to write their own story and maybe you have a success story of someone's that you could share here? 
For sure. So first of all, I'm living proof that you can change the narrative. I went from zero to hero, not because I solved all my problems, but because I turned my kryptonite into my superpower. I changed the narrative. I changed the course of my life by making conscious decisions. And I saw myself through new eyes and discovered my own unique power. And then someone that I definitely look up to that changed their story, and I also mention her in my book, Taryn Brumfit. She's an Australian woman who went through the whole journey of self-hatred and body image issues. She became a bodybuilder and starved herself because she thought that would define her worth. And then realized after looking at the society's portrait of beauty, that fit bodybuilder picture, she still didn't think she was beautiful. The transformation had to be on the inside. And so she took a picture of herself when she was the bodybuilder and like, picture perfect, right? And then she decided to post that picture besides the after effect where she decided to let go and let her body be what it was supposed to be, be happy, eat, lean into it. And it was, uh, she posted it on Facebook and it went viral. The post went crazy because usually you see the before, like you're overweight and not healthy. And then you become this, you know, muscular superstar model. And that's the before and after, but she was on the reverse. And she made a documentary called Embrace, and it literally sparked also one of those defining moments of to, to lean into my own self-image issues. To, it sparked something inside of me and inspired me to work on my own body image issues because she put it out there. And that documentary is insane. It's life-changing. I encourage every woman to get their hands on that documentary. She forged a new path for beauty and acceptance. She changed her story and became her own hero and her kid's superhero. So I really honor that. I'm going to be looking that up myself. And I do remember seeing that in your book and somehow got off track and didn't go check it out further. And I need to do that. Uh, the story of empowered women, it just always blows my mind. It's partially why this podcast even exists, including your story, Blaze. I'm so proud of you for everything that you've accomplished. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I think that, you know, if we can just do that, if we can just lean into it and, and be conscious and want to birth that hero within, like, look at the amazing company of women that could forge forward and just take charge and, and not be a victim of circumstance, but be their own hero and victorious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So with that, you've said something really key a couple of times here now, and I'm not even sure that you've, you know how often you say it, but I want the audience to really hear it and feel it. And I'd like you to talk a little bit more about it because I think it's key. You keep saying a conscious decision. You keep saying that you made a conscious decision. You chose to stop feeding this consciously. You keep saying things like that. So what does that mean exactly? Because in previous episodes, we've talked about how the subconscious and conscious mind are completely different and they work differently. It's a science. It's the brain is wired differently in those two parts. So you're saying to consciously decide, which can replace the belief system of the subconscious that's underlying it. So talk a little bit more about your conscious choices to empower yourself. Well, I feel like I was always in victim mode, which led me to being in reactive mode. You're always just reacting. And that's part of our body when we feel under attack, when we feel pressure or stress, where our bodies and our minds are in that 
uh, sympathetic nervous system, which is fight, flight, or freeze. And we're always just trying to fight, fight the problem, get away from the problem, right? Or we're just frozen because we don't know what to do. And then you're always trying to react and you'll never you know, get on that conscious path if you're always in react mode. You need to be in action mode. And the only way to do that is to get out of that fight, flight, or freeze and into critical thinking, into rest and digest and actually sense what's happening, feel what's happening. And then you allow your body to get into that parasympathetic nervous system where you're allowed to get creative thought blood flow back into your body. You're allowed to have these conscious decisions because you're out of that reaction mode. And I think that's really key for each person to kind of evaluate, how am I acting in this moment filled with pressure or something coming at me or a thought? And, and you evaluate your thought process. And that's how it is. Like getting yourself out of react mode and just, you know, always doing what you do. It's like, it's like second nature for us. And it's second nature to put ourselves down. It's second nature. And I'm asking you to take a pause. And I call it the three-second rule. Take three seconds and have that moment of inner dialogue where you decide where to go from there rather than just let your thoughts carry you. And you're not the driver of your own thoughts or your own actions. You know, without getting into too much detail about it, because that's not the, the purpose of this podcast, you, I want to share just a, a small story about exactly what you're referencing about when I learned to respond instead of react by taking a breath and not feeling like I have to push through. I was going through my divorce. It was, it was a very difficult divorce and I had a lot of things coming at me and normally in my relationship in that marriage and also through the divorce process i would react and just feel like i needed to defend myself and and you know try to figure out a solution really quickly and i stopped doing that consciously so what you're referencing here about making a conscious decision and i started saying to myself i will not react i will respond and for me the deciding factor was if i felt emotional if i felt emotional i couldn't act on it I had to just stop myself until the emotion was gone so that I could think clearly and respond better. And, you know, it ended up empowering me to the point that I felt good about my decisions. And I, no matter what people would say around me about the process of what happened in our, in our marriage breakdown or the divorce process, it didn't matter because I knew in me that I had taken the road of responding instead of reacting and felt conscious and good about my decisions. Because in my, in my life, whenever I've made decisions out of emotion, you know, just reacted, I always end up having regret afterwards. And I'd second guess myself and then I'd, you know, that's when I'd start beating up on myself and not feel that level of self-love. And through that whole process of just taking a breath, not making a decision when I felt emotional so that I could properly respond, you know, from that place of consciousness, it just somehow changed my life because it's a lot of how I live my life moving forward from that point. So thanks for bringing that up again and just giving me the chance to share that in case it speaks to someone in the audience. I love that. that I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's a great way to, you know, link that all together about, yeah, just being conscious. Like, what does that mean? Like so many times we, we drive and then we end up on a road and we're like, oh, I don't even remember turning. How did I get here? 
And it's like, I think we just get used to going through these motions and then we're, we end up somewhere in our life and we're like, how did I get here? And, and the way to know that is to yeah, get back to being very conscious and getting back in the present moment and taking control and not just letting go on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is that I think it's a part of becoming the hero of your own story is like being in control of your own emotions and recognizing that you have the power to determine your path and change the narrative like you've referenced just by simply sitting in it. So it really all just kind of pulls together and there's, there's a lot of power in understanding those choices and that you can do that consciously. Now let's talk a little about when life gets you down because you talked about a bad day yesterday. I mean, everybody is going to have bad days, that 20 that you were referencing. So when that happens, you know, maybe somebody that's listening right now is like, whoa, I'm having a bad day. And that's why they're even here listening. What would someone do to get back on track just to kind of summarize and pull this together? For sure. Thanks for that great question. I say turn into the spin when you are losing control on the icy roads and your mental health and, and you're, I, I use the analogy of on the, on the road, winters in Canada, icy roads, your car is starting to spin out. What do you do when you feel out of control, spinning out of control? You turn your wheels into the direction it's spinning out which means you don't run from the problem. You don't mask it. You don't exhaust it by exercise. You don't drown it out by alcohol. You lean into that pain and that discomfort, that problem, and face it head on. And by putting your energy into the spin, you're channeling it. You're letting it work for you to allow you to spit you back out and recorrect yourself back into control position. Mm, good analogy. Good analogy. I'm going to take that one and process it. And I'm sure that the listeners are going to do the same. Okay. So the title of this episode is no one is coming to save you. Be the hero in your own life. Give us kind of a synopsis, a short form of what that means exactly, because it can sound a little harsh, especially if somebody's going through the hard time. For sure. I think that a lot of the times, just like water, we go into the path of least resistance. So we rely on outside sources to empower us, to inspire us, to give us energy, to get us out of you know, our low points. And we just can't rely on that. It's not sustainable. And then you're giving your power away and relying and being codependent on outside sources. So it's really about personal development. It's about creating your own power and tapping into that source. And, you know, for most of my life, I worked so hard on the mask, on what, what, what people wanted to see, and I was hiding behind it. I spent all my time and energy and money focusing on perfecting that mask, and it never actually worked on my inner man, on my soul. But you can't grow unless you actually work on the inside. So once I started working on the core and working on personal development, I did see growth. And once you let go of these different concepts, you step into a power and you stop relying on other things. My whole coaching practice is based on the quote by Fred DeVito, what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. Growth is part of life and our pain is our purpose. And you can't step into your destiny if you don't lean into that pain. And a funny analogy I like to tell people is, uh, so picture a caterpillar and a butterfly are talking. And the caterpillar says to the butterfly, you've changed. And the butterfly responds, 
well, we're supposed to. And it's so true. You know, if people aren't changing, then we're stagnant. And that's not living to our fullest potential. Does the caterpillar grieve part of it that will die? No, it understands the stages of growth and that's its power to blossom into a butterfly and that's its purpose. And that's where the hero of the story comes is that it turns into a butterfly. It lets go of what's holding it back and it doesn't grieve the old things. It looks forward. So everyone just needs to incorporate that personal development into their, their lives and that will empower them. And that's your source. You're not getting it from outside places. How fantastic. How fantastic. Of course, me being the big personal development believer, I just feel like so many people live their lives just going through the motions and accepting whatever life gives them. And really, they die inside a little bit at a time. When you focus on personal development and really take responsibility for your life and all aspects of it, and that if it's, if it's to be, it's up to me. And if you want it to happen, you need to recognize that no one's going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. And if you're not sure how, grow yourself. There's lots of resources out there and you can personally just embrace that development stage and just literally, like we say, become the hero in your own story. I love this so much. And I really appreciate everything that you've said today. I have a few more closing questions that I ask my guests, but before I do that, I want to know if there's any other advice that you want to offer up to the heroes in the audience. Yes, like we all go through setbacks and disappointments, but Listen here, our biography doesn't determine our destiny. So fan that flame inside your soul today. Challenge yourself to get inspired. Get your joy back. Get your purpose back. Harness all of that into you, the power of being your own hero. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means you've harnessed the power to overcome. Stop trying to find that power in other people and being codependent and getting motivated by other sources. You have the ultimate source inside of you. Just do the work and see the hero rise up. You will, I promise you, but it takes the effort and the work and the commitment. And it's time to get fertile in our life again. Pick up those miscarried dreams and birth your purpose. Love it. Absolutely love it. And of course, make that decision that you are responsible for your life. Own it. Own it so that you can do something about it. Now, Blaze, where can people connect with you if they'd like to? Yeah, if anyone's interested in getting pregnant with their passions and dreams again, wanting to write a book or need help with branding with your business, if you're already stepping into your purpose already, and or be a part of my Footprints Infertility Group, you can all visit my website, blazehunter.com. Blaze is spelled B-L-A-I-S-E, hunter.com. And all my social media handles are at blazethetrail. And I also have a podcast, just like you, Coralis, called Blaze the Trail. And you can find that on iTunes and all over the internet and get, get in contact with me. Sounds great. So the final questions today, what does leadership mean to you? Oh, great question. <laughs> this one is, I think it's just so individual for who, who gets to embody that personally. And I think that's a great thing to have is you get to define it. And true leadership for me means empowerment, being a living example of it every day. And I think John Quincy Adams says it best. If your actions inspire others to dream more, 
learn more and become more. You are a leader. Mm, awesome. Love that. Love it. Okay. And I always ask the guests to please share like one book, one podcast that everyone should absolutely listen to. Now, I realize that you and I both have podcasts and we both have books. So besides those ones, what is something that you would highly recommend, like it was a, just a, a game changer for you that people must look into? Yes. Oh, I, I read so much that I could list off a pile, but I'll, I'll stick with the one right now. Uh, the book for me is definitely a culture of kindness for the leaders of the future. It's written by my friend Nala Summers. We were on a speaking tour last year in the UK. I got to see her speak. I've got her book. And she's just on this amazing mission to get our world back to being kind. And even just one act of kindness, of conscious kindness, can change someone's whole trajectory of their life. And her husband died tragically, and she was in such a deep depression until one day, a man with a horse demonstrated kindness towards her and gave her, you know, time and gave her space to share and be present with her. And that brought her out of that dark place where she channeled all of that pain and despair and is now bringing kindness to the world. And it's just so inspiring. So I definitely recommend it. She's got this book in different businesses. It's all over how to create culture of kindness in the workforce as well as in humankind. So really I, I like just recommend that book. And then the podcast, um, my favorite is Cleaning Up the Mental Mess with Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's a genius. She's a neuroscientist and presents things in a very relatable way to help us with our mental health. Mm. Okay, both of those I am not familiar with and both of those I'm going to look into. So thanks for offering that up. Now, based on everything that has happened in your life, all the highs, all the lows, if you could offer up one piece of advice to people what would you want to leave them with? Oh, love that question too. Okay, uh, life isn't happening to you, but for you. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's so true. No one is immune to problems. So when you can see the problem is really your gift, you're no longer that victim of circumstance, but you rise through these ashes and become victorious. You become the hero and you've channeled that problem into your, into your power. And I wouldn't have written my book or discovered my purpose if I didn't have all the rejection, if I didn't have the traumas, the disease, the three miscarriages. Because there's, if there's no grit in your life, you can't make a pearl. So don't look on the outside for inspiration, for a mentor, to get empowered. Lead yourself. Pick, a, pick your sword up. And you'll be the greatest hero you know. So you can breathe some serious fire on this world. <laughs> I love it. You make me smile ear to ear. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. I hope that you have um, learned so much. That's to the audience. And of course, Blaze, I hope you've enjoyed being here. Thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's just such an honor to have these great real conversations and just pull that out of one another. So thank you. You're very welcome. Take care, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. 
I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.